From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Alrighty, time to hit the play key. Here we go. It's WIA and the National News Service and I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. This news for week commencing August 2. A network engineer by day but into the balloon scene in his spare time, Andy Nugent, VK3YT, achieved the recent record flight that lasted eight weeks and travelled almost 1,100 kilometres. The Age newspaper in Melbourne and the Sydney Morning Herald have reported about the tiny electronics payload at the heart of the flight. Andy, known as the master of miniaturisation, tethers by a fishing line, a 25 milliwatt transmitter, using standard HF frequencies in Whisper and the JT9 modes, a GPS, solar panel for power, and all weighing a mere 11 grams. The article, by Bridie Smith, the newspaper's science editor, has the balloon's entire path traced by an online simulation. Anzac 100 being heard worldwide... In the first three months, the Anzac suffix call signs in Australia commemorating the centenary of the Anzac landing at Gallipoli in World War I have logged more than 11,000 contacts. QSLing via EQSL has been logged for 88 countries already. All electronic logs received online are being uploaded. The WIA has announced that VI-9 Anzac will be active on Norfolk Island in May 2016 during its annual general meeting weekend. ANZAC 100 continues in a message from Communications Minister. The Waverley Amateur Radio Society, through the VK100 ANZAC call sign, is now commemorating the landing of the 2nd Australian Division Signal Company at the Dardanelles in August of 1915. To start its five-day activation, a message was broadcast from the Honourable Malcolm Turnbull MP, Member for Wentworth and Minister for Communications. The Anzac centenary has been very well commemorated here in Wentworth. Over 10,000 people attended North Bondi RSL's dawn service and across the electorate thousands of us participated in the Anzac services from the traditional ceremonies at the Waverley, Rose Bay and Double Bay cenotaphs to the wonderfully idiosyncratically Australian service held by Bronte Surf Club where a surf reel serves for a cenotaph. It's appropriate that the Waverley Amateur Radio Society is choosing to commemorate the raising of the 2nd Australian Division Signals Company on the 4th of August 1915 in Heliopolis, Egypt, where the Australian troops were encamped awaiting embarkation to the Dardanelles. Typically of radio operators, they went straight into action with the first units embarking for Gallipoli on the 16th of August, and by the 20th of August they were in action already establishing communications between the 5th Brigade Headquarters and Divisional Headquarters. They stayed in the front lines until evacuated in early December 1915 to Egypt before going on to serve on the Western Front. Noting that the descendant unit, the 8th Signals Regiment, is stationed in the eastern suburbs, I encourage Waverley Amateur Radio Society to engage with and support our modern Anzacs, lest we forget. The Waverley Amateur Radio Society is using VK100 Anzac until Wednesday on 40 metres, 20 metres, plus D-Star and Echolink. Meantime, there will be two separate commemorations of the August offensive, the final attempt to seize control of the Gallipoli Peninsula from the Ottoman Empire. 
On August 5, for seven days, the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group has VI3 Anzac in conjunction with the Yarra Glen RSL. The West Australian Amateur Radio News Group will be VK100 Anzac from August 6 for six days. And in VK4, VI4 Anzac. That story, his Dale, VK4 DMC. As part of the VK100 commemorations, the special call sign VI4 Anzac will be activated in far north Queensland from the 15th of August until the 21st of August 2015. VP Day, Victory in the Pacific, is celebrated on the 15th of August. This date commemorates Japan's acceptance of the Allied demand for unconditional surrender. For Australians, it meant that Second World War was finally over. Some 34,000 Australians were lost forever, but many loved ones would be returning home. In Australia, Prime Minister Ben Chifley announced the news in a radio broadcast at 9.30am on Wednesday the 15th of August at 1945. Australian cities and towns immediately erupted into spontaneous carnival and celebration. By evening, the jubilant crowds were even the biggest to have assembled in Australia. VI4 Anzac will be on air on VP Day, transmitting from Rocky Creek War Memorial on the Atherton Tablelands in far north Queensland. During World War II, the Tablelands area became the largest military base in Australia, with camps located throughout the Tablelands region. Rocky Creek was the site of the largest military hospital in the Southern Hemisphere. A 3,000-bed-plus hospital which treated over 60,000 patients from 1943 to 1945. This date also coincides with the RD contest and the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend, so there will be plenty of activity on the bands. Vietnam Veterans Day VI4 Anzac will be on air transmitting from Atherton on Vietnam Veterans Day, 18th of August and will be operated by Dale, VK4DMC, a Vietnam veteran. There are quite a few Vietnam veterans active in amateur radio, including your news host, Graham Kemp, VK4BB, and WIA director, Ewan McLeod, VK4ERM. Vietnam Veterans Day is celebrated in Australia each year, and it commemorates the Battle of Long Tan and those Australians who served during the Vietnam War, and it's an opportunity to remember those who did not come home. The Battle of Long Tan occurred on the 18th of August 1966. This battle saw the action of 108 Anzacs against the Viet Cong, North Vietnamese, force estimated to be between 1,500 and 2,500 troops. The battle was one of the heaviest conflicts in the Vietnam War, as well as one of the few battles in the recorded history of the world to be won against such odds. The Vietnam War was the longest 20th century conflict in which Australia participated. It involved some 60,000 personnel. Each of the three services was involved, but the dominant role was played by the Army. 500 service personnel lost their lives and 3,129 were wounded. After the cessation of combat operations in 1972, a limited number of Australian personnel remained in Vietnam and the elements of the RAAF returned in 1975, carrying out evacuations and assisting refugees until almost the moment of South Vietnam's surrender. VI-4 Anzac will be activated on other days of the period allocated by members of the Tableland Radio and Electronics Club. 
This has been Dale at VK4DMC. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Here are three benefits that the WIA can provide for you as a member. All you have to do is check the WIA website for details. Firstly, do you have a personal call sign at wia.org.au email address? Call sign at addresses are available free to all WIA members. All emails sent to your call sign at address are automatically forwarded to a home or work email account of your choice. You can give your call sign at address to friends and colleagues and it will always be valid even if you ever have to change your ISP. And you can instantly change the target of your call sign at email address anytime it suits you. Secondly, are you registered for Memnet? Memnet is the system used by the WIA to manage all your membership details, including the target address of your callsign at email. Registering for Memnet is simple and secure and gives you control of your membership details. Finally, when you have a callsign at wia.org.au email address, you can automatically receive periodic summarised news releases from the WIA. Full information about all of this is on the WIA website. The address is www.wia.org.au and try the search box if you can't find what you're looking for on the homepage. WIA Board Talk and when may a person use an amateur radio station? This is a question often raised, steeped in some misunderstanding and causes a few arguments along the way. The Radio Communication Licence Conditions, Amateur Licence Determination 2015 or LCD, makes the regulations clear. Not fully reading and understanding their intent and history can be problematical. All foundation, standard or advanced stations may be used by an unqualified person for the purpose of self-training in radio communications provided a licence holder is in charge. In other words, a present and effectively operating The LCD defines operate as meaning take an action to control the operation of the station or of a transmitter that is part of the station. This is particularly useful when a station is used at numerous events, like the jamboree on the air, or for example, where a member of the public wants to talk on a microphone. However, the LCD makes only advanced or standard licence holders allowed to have a person use the station for the purpose of training or being examined for a qualification such as the time of a practical assessment. Another misunderstanding that can arise is about the operation of an advanced station by those who may hold a lower level amateur qualification. The ACMA only issues an advanced licence to clubs. It asks that a nominated licensee at that level be responsible to ensure that the station is used within its licence conditions and, when it is used unsupervised, that the person does so within their own licence parameters of frequency, power and mode. If the club station is operated alone by a standard or foundation licence holder, they must abide by their own licence conditions for which they are personally qualified. This also means that a club call sign may be used portable, such as during a net, provided the conditions applying to the licensee present are met. However, should an advanced licensee be present and in charge, it may at any time be also used as an advanced station under its licence conditions. The WIA hopes this clears up any confusion and reminds that the LCD provisions apply to all and is a condition of licences issued by the ACMA.
The Wireless Institute of Australia Annual General Meeting in May is also an ideal opportunity to get away and visit the many tourist attractions of Norfolk Island. The reasons for visiting Norfolk are varied and some just want to be there to support the WIA, while others see it as an opportunity to also enjoy other tourist holiday activities. A half-day tour is offered to partners during the WIA AGM and Open Forum. The WIA has some good prices for flights from Sydney and Brisbane and a range of accommodation available, although some places are limited. Booking deposits for the WIA AGM package close August 25, so be quick. For more details of the WIA 2016 AGM, May 27, 28 and 29 on Norfolk and the online booking form, see the information on wia.org.au. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the WIA's Jim Linton. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. RSGB Construction Competition. Another great idea from the RSGB. They have an annual construction competition which is open for entries and judging will take place at the RSGB convention in October. The convention can be entered by individual members or groups of RSGB members where the build team will be treated as a single entrant. Projects that have been built for local UK club construction competitions or are part of a club night construction can be entered. Boeing demonstrates digital GPS navigation signals. Boeing has successfully demonstrated a digital version of GPS-3 navigation signals, a breakthrough that could contribute to significantly modernising the service. The company said the development overcomes the limitations of current GPS analogue payloads in combining multiple signals and accommodating future requirements. It also has fewer components, weighs and costs less, is simpler to integrate and test, and is able to incorporate future signals. Boeing is developing the digital waveform generator in support of a US Air Force solicitation for GPS-3 alternate sources. The demonstration validated that the basic GPS signals can be generated digitally in different code combinations with variable power levels and meet stringent signal requirements. Sweden bans the sale of light. On the site of the Swedish Amateur Radio National Society, Ingemar, Sierra Mike 5 Alpha Juliet Victor, reports that a disco light has been banned from sale. A Google translation reads, Recently reported a disco light, according to our measurements, did not meet applicable standards. Electrical Safety Board had carried out similar tests and confirmed that both disturbances conducted and radiated emissions were above the allowed values. The lamp also lacked a valid EC declaration. Electrical Safety Board issued the ban on sale and also an order for liability of the agency's costs. Our last story truly does have an international flavour. The Marconi Radio Rover launched. A state-of-the-art outside broadcast or OB van that bears the Marconi family crest is now available for radio stations after being launched at Sydney's Queen Victoria building. 
It has been named in honour of Italian inventor Guglielmo Marconi's daughter, Princess Elettra Marconi, aged 85, who, on medical advice, was unable to visit Australia. However, the princess sent a message from Rome acknowledging her father's dedication and the contributions made by Ernest Fisk to Australia. The event on July 20 marked her birthday and the day Guglielmo Marconi died in 1937. Marconi was a young man when he began, resulting in the famous transatlantic transmission in 1901. He had the first England-Australia radio contact, and later the Sydney Town Hall lights were turned on by radio from a yacht in Italy to open an electrical and radio exhibition. The fully equipped Marconi Radio Rover accommodates a production team and announcer. A documentary that includes footage of Marconi equipment will be launched later this year. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And you can be heard on repeaters 146900, 146950, or and of frequencies 14.3 37, 10.3 And I am Carl with a K. Weird and wonderful. Morse code used in car battle. The advertising experts thought that really struck gold by deciding to include a Morse code message flashed by car headlights and even hired a translator for the job. Soon after the advertisement for a scat pack variant of the Dodge Charger, the advertisers took to YouTube explaining to those not familiar with the code that it was... I'd rather walk than drive your car, taken as a swipe at its opposition. Following this success, a second version was more pointed by actually naming the competitor's vehicle. While undoubtedly creative, some purists doubt that the Morse code is accurate, with radio amateurs now describing it kindly as coming from a very poor fist, and another declares it as nothing but gibberish. The light-hearted flashing had thousands trying to figure out the message, and achieved a purpose of advertising, plenty of discussion, making the marketing folks really chuckle. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au Operational News on Felix VK for fuq 2015 10 International Summit Contest August 1 and 2 Remembrance Day Contest August 15 and 16 Alara YL Contest Saturday the 29th of August from over 400 hours UTC to 13.59 hours UTC Sunday 30th of August over 400 hours UTC to 13.59 hours UTC. Later in this bulletin we will hear from Leslie, a Lara contest manager, so make sure you remain tuned. And then the Oceania DX contest voice, first full weekend in October. Oceania DX contest CW, second full weekend in October. Contesting Review Group reports, the RSGB President's Review of Contesting, which commenced at the beginning of May, has reached its finale with a day-long workshop. There were 18 participants from different parts of the UK, 
with diverse experience. The workshop produced agreement that substantial changes needed in certain areas. Volunteers are now needed to work with the contest committee who will develop, consult on and implement improvements in time for the 2016 contest calendar. Special event stations DX, Beacon, Repeater and NetAdvice. Tim V6SH's QRV is V29SH from Antigua Island, NA100, till the 8th of August. Activity will mainly on 30, 17 and 12 metres using CWSSB and Sumridi. QSL Directive's home call V6SH. Egypt SU. Ivan is active as SU9IG from Cairo until the 15th of June 2016. Activities on 160 to 10 metres using CWSSB and RITI. QSL to home call OM3CGN. Jim, Phil and Matt will be QRV as F stroke G6AY stroke P from Chesembra Island, one of the rarest European IATA groups, EU157, on the 26th to the 28th of August. They will operate CW only on 30 to 10 metres with two 100 watt stations and vertical antennas. Activity will be during their daylight hours only, as it is not permitted to stay on the island overnight. QSL via G3SWH. Special calls on EI80OPC. Pat, EI4HSB has been given the special event call. EI80OPC. That is, Echo India 80 Oscar Papa Charlie. This call sign is to celebrate 80 years of the first residents moving into O'Neill Park Clones, County Monaghan. Work started on this development in early 1933, and by 1935, 118 houses were built, the largest estate ever built in Ireland. EI80OPC will be on air until the end of August, but most active over the weekend of 14, 15 and 16 of August. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the southeast of South Australia. It can be heard on VK5RMG 146.900 MHz on Sunday mornings at 9am Central Standard Time. I'm Cole, VK5HCF. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ARDF. The 10th IARU Region 3 ARDF Championships are being held in Japan on the 6th to the 12th of September. Worldwide Special Interest Group CW, Mike's Morse Mania Display. Do you really appreciate really well-preserved radio equipment? Well, here's a chance to view more than 60-plus exquisitely restored Morse keys and other heritage radio gear, which is just part of the collection of Mike VK4MIK. The next Mike's Morse Mania display will be happening at the Cardwell Telegraph Museum, the Bush Telegraph, in conjunction with the Cardwell Gathering on Saturday the 3rd of October from 9am to midday. Mike hopes that you can make the journey and see the collection and at the same time take in some of the other communication wonders on display at the Bush Telegraph Museum. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital, Microsoft releases open source SDR. Microsoft researchers have announced that their high-performance software radio project is now open sourced through GitHub. The goal for Microsoft Research Software Radio, or Sora, is to develop the most advanced software radio possible capable of implementing the latest wireless communication technologies easily and efficiently. 
We believe that a fully open-source Sora will better support the research community on more scientific innovation, said Kun Tan, a senior researcher on the Software Radio Project team. There are now more than 50 universities and research institutes using Sora for wireless research and communications courses. As the wide range of adoption has raised more demands for new features and other extensions for the Sora platform, Microsoft Research has decided to make Sora a fully open-source project. The open-source Sora system provides a lot of features, including customizable RF front ends, a customizable RCB, including the timing control and synchronization function, new processing accelerators, etc., and support of new communication models, for example, full duplex radios. Worldwide special interest groups, females in radio, ALARA, the Australian Ladies AR Association. Now let's hear from VK5LOL. Hi. This is Leslie, VK5LOL, the Alara Contest Manager. Just letting you know that our YL contest is coming up at the end of this month. Saturday the 29th of August, 0400 UTC to 1359 UTC and Sunday the 30th of August, 0400 UTC to 1359 UTC. Two 10-hour slots. You can gain an extra 40 points during the contest by having four contacts with either Jenny, VK5FJAY, or myself, VK5LOL. Ten points per contact. Echolink contacts will also be accepted. Details of the contest are on our website, www.alara.org.au in our latest Alara magazine or in the latest AR magazine. Looking forward to hearing many YLs and OMs on the last weekend in August, 73s and 33s, Leslie, BK5LOL. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW. Ancient Maritime Navigation given a publicity boost. Portable stations are ready for the annual fun event on August the 15th and 16th with nearly 60 in Australia, including many regulars who would not miss the annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Victoria has got 14 registrations and New South Wales also on 14. VK5 has 10, including the South East Radio Group VK5SR at four lighthouses. VK4 has 9, always supportive, and VK7 on 8, with Western Australia at North Mole, Casarina Point, Cape Lewin and Cape Naturalese Lighthouses. In all, 390 maritime beacons from 33 countries have registered so far, and organisers predict that another 100 registrations have to be made in the next fortnight. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers. And we'll leave you this week by picking up our man in the West. This has been Robert, VK3DN. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, with the usual reminder that tomorrow, Monday August the 3rd, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly news and information bulletin will go to air. This month, as well as all the usual REOTC news, we have for your delectation stories on Heil microphones, square kilometre array weak signal reception in Australia, how Monopoly aided POWs in World War II, and possibly a little more on lithium batteries. 
The principal HF transmission will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states. An hour later, at 0200 UTC, there will be a 40 metre transmission from Perth on 7060 kHz lower sideband, plus a simultaneous transmission via all linked NewsWest, VHF and UHF repeaters. As well, numerous local relays will take place. Details for your local area transmissions can be found at the RAOTC website www.raotc.org.au Again, that's www.raotc.org.au And remember that as from Tuesday, you can download the audio file from this website. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, information and anecdotes, and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. And we hope to hear your call sign amongst them. So once again, the RAOTC Monthly Bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, August the 3rd. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Well, thanks very much for listening to the WIA National News Service for yet another week. I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker, and in most areas, a local news service will follow. For instance, in VK4, Q News is on its way. Till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB and walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.